Day one of the free agent frenzy has come and gone, and the Anaheim Ducks made not one, but two big signings on Wednesday of the free agency. We'll talk about those two signings on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Let's hit it. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And as always, I want to thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget to make Locked On Ducks a part of your daily routine because we are here five days a week talking all things Anaheim Ducks. And once again, thank you for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. You can find this podcast Wherever podcasts can be heard, it is free and available across all platforms. All right, let's get right into it. The Anaheim Ducks made two big signings, and believe it or not, two former New York Rangers are coming out west to Anaheim. Anaheim is still in the midst of a rebuild, and this rebuild has been accelerated just a little bit. But let's be real here. This is still a rebuild, But let's also be real here, and I want to stress this enough. Everybody needs to calm down. The Ducks are still not done yet. They're not, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Let's talk about the two signings that did happen in Anaheim. And let's start first with the first signing of the day. And this was pretty early on Wednesday. Frank Vetrano was signed by the Anaheim Ducks early on Wednesday. The 28-year-old signed a three-year deal worth $10.95 million, so just under $11 million. And his AAV is just north of $3.6 million, which is not bad. This is a three-year deal. Frank Vetrano is a solid, steady winger, And he has been for a while. In seven seasons in the NHL, Frank Vetrano has 101 goals and 170 points. So he is a goal scorer. Over his last four seasons, he has scored 24, 16, 18, and 18 goals. So on average, between those last four seasons, he's averaging just south of 20 goals a season, which is not bad at all. Granted, Not every game was played this past season. He played in 71 games. He was part of a trade from Florida to New York at the trade deadline. He was traded by the Panthers to the Rangers for a fourth round pick, which begged begged the question at the time. All they gave up was a fourth round pick to get Vetrano? What was up with him? Well, I don't know. That might have been a steal at the time. Well, also, it was kind of a rental. The New York Rangers were looking to bolster their depth and get some scoring late in the season and in the playoffs. And in 22 games, he scored 8 goals, 13 points. Quite good for the New York Rangers. And in the playoffs, in the playoffs, he did score 5 goals for 13 points for the New York Rangers. And there were some key goals in there too. He actually had a pretty decent series in round 2 against the Carolina Hurricanes. So just a solid all-around guy. One of his biggest significant qualities is his shot. He has a booming shot that just screams through the air. 
And looking at some of the shots that he made last season and during the playoffs, yeah, he's got a rocket of a shot. This is through all accounts. Frank Vetrano is a pretty steady skater. He's pretty decent. So that's something that he could work on as far as face-offs. I mean, he doesn't go on the face-off a lot because he's a winger. But just looking at some of the underlying numbers, Frank Vetrano is a pretty solid playmaker despite not having that many assists. He does tend to be a shoot-first player, and that's fine. He's also still 28 years old. So if he is at the prime age, then this is it. Whereas Frank Vetrano could be seen as a scorer, you could put him in the second line or third line. He is a middle six player. So that's one spot you could really put him, second or third line, and that would be fine. Once again, the deal was just over $3.5 million AAV. And for three years, that's not bad. It's a medium risk, medium reward type of contract, which is fine. Three years for Frank Vetrano is fine. Three and a half, just above three and a half, that's fine. This is a good deal for the Ducks. Not something that's going to scream out the front pages of the OC register. But it's a good start. And at the time, before Vetrano was signed, I should point out the Ducks had a lot of cap space to work with. Before going into free agent frenzy, the Ducks needed to spend just south of $20 million to even get above the cap floor. So they had money to spend. Do I consider this an overspend? No. Was it an underspend? No. This was about right. 3 by 3.5 approximately. This is what I would expect for a Frank Vetrano contract. And that's fine. The Ducks could always use more depth scoring. And they did need help in the wings. And this directly addresses that. So we knew the Ducks were not going to be done. And I was anticipating another sighting would take place in the early afternoon. But we had to wait till late at night. And I'll pull back the curtain. This is actually take three of a recording. Take one. Some of what I said before was, well, it's it's irrelevant now because some of what I said partially came true. And I'll pull back the curtain. At the time, I said there are three names that the Ducks should be looking for, and they actually did sign one of them. And I said with the money left, they can afford to get a couple of guys. Well, I'll talk about that on the next segment more so. So we'll be right back with more Locked on Anaheim Ducks. But first... Let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. And folks, baseball season is in full swing. You have the All-Star Game coming up this coming weekend in Los Angeles. I hope to see you there. So you can check out the latest props, odds, and lines at Bet Online, which has you covered this season with all of that. There's also lines on Who's going to win the Stanley Cup next season? Which coaches will be fired? You also have the NBA. You have MMA. You have boxing. You have all of that at BetOnline. So head over to BetOnline, either using your mobile device or your laptop, and check out all the action at BetOnline, which is where the game starts. BetOnline is the official online sportsbook 
of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez as we continue to talk about the free agent frenzy. And a reminder, we have two more episodes this week. This will be a late night Wednesday episode. We'll have another one on Thursday, and we will have at least one special guest for Friday. We might even have a weekend show. So stay tuned for all of that. The reason I'm going to have likely a weekend show is because we're not going to have five full shows the following week. I'll talk about that more at the end of this show, or actually at the end of tomorrow's show. I'll talk much more about that. But for now, let's talk about the second signing that the Ducks made. And this one took place pretty late in the evening. And this was the signing of Ryan Strom. Yes, another free agent from the New York Rangers. Ryan Strom, who has improved steadily every season and has had a good run at it with the New York Rangers. In the past three seasons, he has averaged over 50 points a game, and that includes two shortened seasons because of the pandemic. He's also rarely missed games. He tends to stay healthy. He is one of the Ironmen of the National Hockey League, and at 29 years old, he looks to continue that streak. Ryan Strom... Signed a 5 by 5 5 years, $25 million with a $5 million AAV. You know what? That's pretty decent, if you ask me. There were other outlets out there that had Strom possibly getting $6 million. And a couple saying upwards of $7 million. There were sites like Evolving Wild, or Evolving Hockey rather, that had him getting possibly a seven-year contract. So for him to get five years, that's a pretty good length. Five million AAV, you know what? I, I take that. Considering the market that was out there for him, or at least the supposed market that was out there for him, this was a fine deal. Look, the Ducks have all the money to spend, and this was about on par with what other teams were possibly going to pay. Maybe other teams would have paid more, but $5 million, that's pretty good. He got that bag. Considering how much he's been paid the previous seasons, where he's gotten $2.5 million, $3.1 million, $4.5 million. So it's a slight increase, but not a whole lot of an increase. So that's about how much he would have expected to be paid if he would have stuck around with arbitration. Or that's how much he got with arbitration back a couple seasons ago. Now, he's ready to take on a new challenge and see what he can do with this Anaheim Ducks team. Just going over some of his stats. He started off with the New York Islanders back in 2013. Did all right with them. 71, or sorry, 45 goals in 258 games. Then he got traded to Edmonton. Went to Edmonton. Did okay. Probably could have done better at, at, at Edmonton, but you know that's how it goes sometimes. Then he got traded to the New York Rangers in the midst of that season. Going back to 2018, he has played in 82 games, 81 games, 70 games, 
56 games, and 74 games. So in the past five seasons, he has missed nine games. Yep, he had an Ironman streak going. Not a long one, but he had something like 130, 140 games, which is pretty good. And also good considering everything we've gone through, everything with the pandemic and all that stuff. Yeah, it's a pretty decent streak, and you love to see it, especially for someone that scores as much as he has. 71 goals with the New York Rangers in only four seasons. His last four years, he scored 19, 18, 14, and 21 goals in the past four seasons. So could we be looking at another 20 goal scorer? Yeah, absolutely. Ryan Strom does play center primarily, but he's also been known to play on the wings, particularly the right wing. He did spend a handful of games on right wing last season. And in fact, he's been thrown around a few games where he will play that right wing position and he'll do just fine there. But his primary position is the center. Faceoffs could be a little bit better, but we're talking about just pure goal scoring, just pure ability, a great all-around game, another great playmaker, and someone that just gets points. He's got 130 career goals, 227 assists, and 357 points. The great thing about Stromi is that he just has, while he has a great shot, he has a great vision. He has the foresight to be two steps ahead of the defenders. And you'll see that on a lot of his passes, especially the last two seasons, where he will create opportunities, not just for himself, but for his teammates. And he is one of the better playmakers in the NHL. I'm not going to say elite. I'm not going to say he's one of the best playmakers out there, but he is definitely above average in that category. So that's something that is very promising for Anaheim. They could always use more goal scorers, and the Ducks could always use more playmakers to try to generate offense. So just looking at those two names, Vetrano and Strom, you're talking about possibly 40 goals between both of them. At worst, 30 goals. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. At worst, 70 points between them. Also not bad. I take that in a heartbeat. If both Vetrano and Strom can stay relatively healthy through most of the season, then I think they could combine for 40 goals this coming season. I really believe that. And you know what? They might not be done yet. The Ducks still have money to spend. And I'm going to stress this again and again. Pat Verbeek has a plan. These are two players that fit his mold and fit his vision for this team. The Ducks still have about $10 million to get off the cap floor. They could still spend money. They really could. And I'll talk about that on the final segment. But just one more thought on Vetrano and Strom. Considering that they that the Ducks only spent about eight point six million dollars so far just on those two guys alone i would consider that a victory in and of itself i would consider it a victory that the ducks still have by far 
the most money to spend as of this recording. And just because not everyone got signed on Wednesday or just because the Ducks didn't sign everyone they intended on Wednesday doesn't mean they're done. Look, this free agent period is going to last a while. It's still going to be free agent frenzy, sort of, on Thursday. There will still be signings on Friday. There are still going to be a plethora of names on that big board that are going to be signed in the coming days. It it never happens in one day. Trade deadline. Not everything happens in one day. Free agency. Not everything happens in one day. You see where I'm going with this. Even the qualifying offers, like all that other fun stuff, that doesn't always happen in just one day. It takes days. It takes weeks for everyone to get signed. You could have some unsigned free agents that could show up to camp right around September. So we could still see some signings around September. So believe me when I say Pat Verbeek is not done yet. And I'll throw out a couple of names that the Ducks could possibly still get in free agency. And we'll talk about that after the second intermission. But first, let's talk about rockauto.com, which has amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, whether you're like me and drive a Toyota Prius, or maybe you drive a Chevy, maybe you drive a Juke, maybe you drive a Hyundai, a Nissan, whatever type of car that you drive, Rock Auto has the parts for your call. They have a very user-friendly interface where you could just plug in the type of car you have and boom, there's a list of products that are available for that car. Rock Auto has been family-owned and operated for over two decades and why pay full price when you could pay half or less than half of the price than the big box stores? And those big box stores might not even have your parts available and It'll come right to your door at a lesser cost. So what are you waiting for? Head over to rockauto.com right now. And in the how did you hear about us box, tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that's rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Coming up after the second intermission, I'll throw out a couple of names the Ducks could still go after and briefly touch on the free agent frenzy day one. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez as we conclude day one of the free agent frenzy that took place in the NHL's offseason. And before we get into what happened with other teams, let's talk about who's available as of right now. We're recording this on Wednesday night after all has been done on day one. Let's talk about, first, how much cap space is left with all the teams. As of this recording, there are exactly two teams that still need to spend money to get above the cap floor. Those two teams are the Arizona Coyotes and the Anaheim Ducks. The Coyotes right now have a projected cap hit of $59 million. The Ducks, about $51.5 million. So the Coyotes can still spend about a million and a half to get above the cap floor. And the Ducks still need to spend at least $9.273 
million dollars. So about $10 million the Ducks still need to spend. So where are they going to spend that money? And by the way, this is all courtesy of Cap Friendly. So shout out to Cap Friendly. There are still a couple names out there as of this moment. And I just want to briefly touch on a couple of those names that could be of interest to the Ducks. They have money to spend, so they could go out and get Dylan Strom, who was not offered a qualifying offer. So he is, as of right now, a free agent. Dylan Strom last played with the Chicago Blackhawks, who are going through their own demise right now. So Dylan Strom is out of Chicago. I cannot believe they did not qualify his offer. He's a free agent. He's got a pretty decent line. He scored 48 points in 69 games. Nice. Last season, he's only 25 years old. He is a strong center and a strong left wing. I would assume that if the Ducks do take a chance on Dylan Strom, I think he would play left wing. I don't think he'd be playing center because the Ducks already have four centers in play. They just picked one up. They could sign Dylan Strom and have that bit of a cushion, but they've got their centers. They've got Zegris. They've got the other Strom. They've got Mason McTavish, who should make the team, by the way. And they've got Isaac Lundestrom. So I don't think they need another center. What the Ducks should be focusing on is defense. And there's one big name on defense that the Ducks should absolutely go after, and that is John Klingberg, who has been linked to rumors with the Anaheim Ducks. He is looking for a lot of money. The Ducks have that money. He's looking for a somewhat long term. I would think the Ducks would be okay with that, considering that they just lost Hampus Lindholm to the Bruins, and Boston signed a massive contract for Lindholm, and the Ducks just lost Josh Manson to the Colorado Avs. So I would think they need a defenseman. Klingberg, 47 points in 74 games. Very solid offensive defenseman, but a pretty good defenseman on defense as well. So that's someone that they should look to possibly get pretty soon. There's another name out there that I don't know if I'd go after him for a lot of money, but how about Will Butcher? He's not signed. He just played in Buffalo. Didn't play many games, but you know what? They might get him on the cheap. Why not? You could have a fifth or sixth defenseman right there. As far as other demon, I mean, the list is not that big as of right now. You've got P.K. Subban. You've got Danny DeKaiser. I mean, not a whole lot else. Honestly, if you're the Ducks, go all in. On John Klingberg. Go all in. If you overpay, maybe that's okay because, again, the Ducks have the money. So that is one name that I think could be linked to the Ducks and someone they should go after. All right, let's talk about some of the other deals that took place before wrapping up for the evening. Some of the other moves that were made, and there was a lot of ones that took everyone by surprise. Let's start from the start of the day where things kind of got a little bit... It got fun. Gino, Evgeny Malkin, I talked about, re-signed by the Pittsburgh Penguins. So he will be coming back to Pittsburgh. The gang is back. I talked about this yesterday, called out a couple of guys. Yeah. So he's back. How about 
uh, there's some pretty decent deals there. How about Ilya Mikhaev? He signed a four-year deal worth $19 million to play in Vancouver. That one's pretty interesting. That should be a decent one. How about Mason Marchmont? Signing a well, yeah, four-year deal worth $18 million. He's playing in Dallas. That's the other reason why Dallas is not going to be in on Klingberg because Dallas just spent a lot of money on Mason Marchman. And for those of you that liked him, Andrew Podorowski is going to be playing with the Seattle Kraken. Two-year deal, minors, majors, yeah, it is what it is. Potts is going to Seattle and could be playing right down the street with the Coachella Valley Firebirds. So that one's, how about this one? This one took a lot of people by surprise. Eric Goodbranson got a 4x4. Yes, Eric Goodbranson. Four years, $16 million. That same Eric Goodbranson who was a prior duck. Andre Burakovsky. He signed a five-year deal with Seattle. That one's pretty interesting too. But there's a couple big, big, big ones that I just have to talk about. First, let's go with one of the biggies. Robert Thomas, a smooth contract, eight-year deal worth $65 million to play in St. Louis. So the Blues have him wrapped up for eight seasons. That's a big contract. Robert Thomas is only 23 years old, but that is a massive contract, $8.1 million per season. That one's a biggie. Arturi Lykkinen, five-year deal with the Avs, $22.5 million. So he's, get, he's getting about four and a half per season. That one's pretty good. Now the other big ones. Vincent Trocek, a seven-year deal to remain a, or to go to the New York Rangers. That one is a biggie. How about the other? Oh, the biggest chip that fell. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Johnny Gaudreau signed a seven-year deal worth sixty-eight and a quarter million dollars to play in Columbus. You heard that right, Johnny Gaudreau, a Columbus Blue Jacket. Who saw that coming? There were several reports that Johnny Gaudreau could possibly play in Philadelphia, but then those were quickly denied. So the big rumor was that Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Hockey, would be going back to his home state and playing with the New Jersey Devils. But hold the phone. 9.75 AAV, Johnny Gaudreau goes to the Columbus Blue Jackets, who yields a pretty decent team. Columbus could be an up-and-coming team that could make some noise next season, so watch out for Columbus. <laughs> oh, Johnny Gaudreau. That, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. Did not see that one coming. And just to round it out, Riley Smith got a three-year deal with Vegas. Vegas having their cap issues. Oh, by the way, how about this one? How about Vegas getting rid of Max Pacioretty for, I kid you not, Future considerations. Total cap dump right there. Vegas is shedding space and shedding it in a big, big, big way. Oh, I should also mention this. Claude Giroux going to Ottawa. (laughs) Yeah, what is that? Claude Giroux wants to 
complete his career as a senator? All right, sure, why not? So those were some of the big trades in just day one of free agent frenzy. And there are still some names out there. There are still some signings to be had. We'll see what happens as the night wears on and into tomorrow morning. I'll talk about other contracts on the next podcast. With that being said, that will wrap it up for this particular podcast. We'll be back next time to see if the Ducks make any more moves. And we'll also talk a little bit more about some of the other deals and how that affects the entire league. And I'll also talk about minor league deals. We already have one with the Ducks. There could be more. So we'll be back with more free agent talk on the next podcast. And to finish off the week, we will have at least one special guest. So stick around and stay tuned for those upcoming podcasts. In the meantime, thank you so much for your continued support. Thank you for making Locked on Anaheim Ducks your first listen of the day. Go ahead and make Locked on NHL your second listen of the day. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. Follow me at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a terrific rest of the night, rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. <laughs>